Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The Macro View. Episode 37. You're listening to the number one daily podcast focused on spreading the logic of liberty. I'm your host, Andrew Smith. All right, everybody. Today, we begin a new series of episodes discussing how to value an investment. So we're going to be discussing a lot of formulas. So if you're, you're not great at math or you need visual uh, visuals of the formulas, do not fret. I've got you covered. Just head over to macroviewnews.com and the first post will be the most recent episode. And on that post, we will have formulas and examples. And I'll also provide Excel formulas for those of you that would prefer to simply use a spreadsheet tool such as Excel to calculate the formulas that we'll be discussing. <clears throat> now, before we begin... There are some disclosures that I'd like to make. First off, investing, like all areas of market analysis, is not an empirical science. Markets are driven by human actions. That is, they are driven by purposeful behavior by individuals or groups of individuals using means to attain certain ends. Values are subjective. What may seem like a good investment to one individual may seem like an unwarranted risk for another and vice versa. What seems like an unwarranted risk to some may appear to not have a strong enough reward to another or may appear to to another to fit their subjective value perfectly. <clears throat> Investing in a company or project is much like art. Beauty, or in this case, fitness for a portfolio, is in the eye of the beholder. Market events are not predictable. It is impossible to get into the mind of all market participants. The calculations we will be discussing in the next few episodes are tools to aid entrepreneurs in making judgments based on their subjective opinions about the future. They do not guarantee success in any way. Investing is deferred consumption. It is a temporal exercise. Different people have different time preferences. All this is really to say past performance, past events, do not guarantee future results. The future is uncertain and unpredictable. There are many factors involved. Specifically, each individual participating in the market is a factor in and of themselves. Tonight, we're going to start with the most basic concepts of investment valuation. So we'll start with the concept of time value. And in doing so, we're going to discuss the calculation of present and future values of cash flows, in which we will discuss the discount rate, the net present value, and the internal rate of return. And now in tomorrow's episode, we're going to discuss compounded annual rates or compounded growth rates. Annual, monthly, doesn't really matter, but compounded growth rates. And we will move on to discuss valuation ratios and how to find certain balance sheet and income statement items. And then on the third part of this series, We'll discuss concepts such as default risk, probability of default, loss given default. 
And I haven't quite decided whether or not we'll break the final part into multiple episodes or cram them into a single, but we're going to discuss risk concepts. So what they're useful for and what some of their shortfalls are. So concepts such as volatility, um, which typically is measured as standard deviation, but can also be measured as downside standard deviation. We're going to discuss concepts such as value at risk um, and, and different ways to calculate the value at risk. And then I'll also link to some resources, books, educational platforms on each episode show page. That way, for those of you that are interested, you guys can delve a little bit deeper into each of these subjects. Given that these are short episodes and many of the concepts that we'll be discussing here take years to master. So we're going to dive right into the first lesson on investment valuation right after this quick break. All right, folks. So I know most, if not all of my listeners are big believers in the free market. Some of my listeners may, from time to time, find themselves stumped by a statist. That's gotta stop today, folks. We cannot let them embarrass us with pro-government intervention bumper sticker taglines and anti-free market memes. We need every single one of you to be able to clearly, concisely, and convincingly burn the statist strawman. There's a resource for that. It's Tom Woods' Liberty Classroom. You can sign up today and they have three different levels, basic, basic plus, and master. With the master membership in particular, you'll gain the equivalent knowledge of if you were to take a PhD program in libertarian thought, if there were such a thing at any of the various youth indoctrination centers that we call universities. So go and sign up today and begin taking courses such as an introduction to logic, the History of Economic Thought, Austrian Economics Step-by-Step, John Maynard Keynes' System and Its Fallacies, a ton of U.S. and Western Civilization History courses, Freedom's Progress, the History of Political Thought, and much, much more. To learn more, go to macroviewnews.com and click on the link in the top right corner titled Liberty Classroom. Once you've completed the master course, you're guaranteed to be better prepared to help me spread the logic of liberty. All right, everybody, we're back. So the first concept we need to discuss is present value versus future value. So the present value of an investment is the discounted value of future cash flows. The future value of an investment is the real value of future cash flows or the sum value of future cash flows adjusted for expected or anticipated inflation. Now, to understand the present value of future cash flows, you must first understand the discount rate. The discount rate is the percentage rate that one would expect to be able to earn safely. This could be from rents on land owned. It could be from debt securities that one considers safe. Ultimately, the discount rate is arbitrary and subjective. And it basically is the expected rate of return that investor would like to outperform. So a quick example, let's assume you're confronted with an investment opportunity that would provide you with $1,000 per year for three years. You also have a safe investment at which you can earn a 6% annual return on your principal investment if you invested the same amount. Given that, we will use 6% as our discount rate. The discounted cash flow will be determined by dividing the $1,000 by 1.0... 1.06, which is one plus the discount rate to the nth power. 
within representing the number of years or the number of periods since the investment was made. Since we're just going to be doing assuming years, number of years since the investment was made. So for the first year's cash flow, the formula would would be discounted cash flow at time plus 1 equals 1000 over 1.06 to the first power, which equals about $943. The second year would be the same formula, except 1.06 would be raised to the second power. And the second year's cash flow in present terms would be worth $890. And the final year, the third year, be raised to the third power. And the discounted cash flow uh, at, at present value would be about $840. So for full disclosure, I, I did round the, to the nearest whole dollar in those calculations. So if you went and replicated these calculations, you might get something that's very slightly different. Now, if you add these three together, you'd have a total discounted future cash flow equal to $2,673. Now, to find the net present value, or NPV as it's often referred to, you'd simply add the full value of the negative outlay or the initial principal investment that was made at the beginning. So let's say that the initial investment was $2,500. The net present value would be approximately, because I rounded the discounted cash flows to the nearest whole dollar, negative 2,500 plus positive 2,673. And your net present value of this investment would be $173. This means that the investment you're analyzing provides you a greater future value than the 6% return you could achieve elsewhere by investing the $2,500 in a hypothetical safe investment yielding 6% annually. Now, this is the net present value of an investment. It's pretty simple stuff. If you're having a hard time following along with these formulas, it's, it's, for some people, it can be a little bit difficult. These formulas can be found on the show page, which is the first post you'll find upon arriving at macroviewnews.com. Now, the net present value concept is really investment 101. When in doubt about the potential future value, the potential value of an investment, always rely on the net present value to come up with a good idea as to whether or not one alternative is better than the other. This applies to entrepreneurial projects. This applies to real estate. It applies to, to debt securities and it applies to equity securities. For entrepreneurial projects, truly you must be able to anticipate with some level of accuracy what your potential sales will be how much they will grow, what your costs will be, how much your costs will grow, and the potential profit. If there will be some losses for multiple years, you have to factor that in as well. If there's an anticipated exit event, the sale of a business or project that you're considering, that must be factored in as the final cash flow. In an equity investment consideration, the sales are not the future cash flows. Rather, the earnings are. Earnings are the different levels or line items on an income statement that investors should pay attention to. And that'll be discussed on our next episode, on episode 38. So make sure to tune into episode 38 to, to keep on learning a little bit more about these concepts. When investing in equity that provides a dividend or is expected to provide a dividend, the dividend must be considered in the equation as well. 
Debt considerations are a little bit simpler. Same with real estate considerations. There's a fixed stream of cash flow. Having said that, the risk of default is an important consideration to make, and that's something that we'll be discussing on episode 39. On today's episode, we have one more concept to go over. It's a very important one, especially for those of you out there that are aspiring or active entrepreneurs that are trying to determine whether or not an outlay, an investment, in a new piece of equipment, a new employee, a server, a new supplier will be worth the capital outlay made. And that concept is the internal rate of return or the IRR. So we're going to dive into the IRR. The IRR is a little bit more complicated. There are a couple of different ways to calculate IRR, such as the modified internal rate of return. And before we close out tonight's episode, we're going to discuss some of the shortcomings in the internal rate of return. But first, we got to break for a quick message. We'll be right, right back after this. All right, everyone. So I've got another great resource for those of you that are saying, Andrew, you know, I'd love to do Tom Woods' master level courses on Liberty Classroom, but I really don't have the time for that right now. I need a crash course on Liberty and Austrian economics. Maybe you're saying to yourself, you know, Donald Trump was just inaugurated and my parents or my wife or my husband or someone else I love is way over the moon. All their free market so-called convictions were tossed out. They threw the baby out with the Obamas. And now that there's a Republican in the White House, that's all that matters. I need something fast. I need something that'll get me caught up in a day or at most in a week. Well, folks, I've got you covered. If you want to learn more in a single day or in a week about economics than most people will learn in a lifetime, you're going to want to head over to Mises.org and check out their absolutely free Mises Bootcamp. In five quick lessons, you'll learn more than enough to take down any of the various absurd defenses of government interference in the economy that your Republican loved ones may launch over the next four to eight years to justify the big spending and big government and all sorts of other interferences, tariffs, whatever may come about under the Trump administration. For your convenience, you'll find a link directly to the registration page for the Mises Boot Camp on tonight's show page. Stop waiting and harness the knowledge that you need today. Okay, we're back, everyone. So the internal rate of return is kind of an esoteric concept. So try to follow along here. The IRR is the discount rate that would need to be applied such that the net present value of future cash flows is equal to zero. Now, there are There are some inherent issues with the IRR that need to be discussed up front for anyone that attempts to calculate an IRR. And then there are some additional issues with the calculation that will be discussed afterwards. So first off, if you want to calculate an IRR without trial and error using different discount rates that could take you forever, either a financial calculator or an IRR with with an IRR function or a program such as Excel, which has a built in IRR formula is needed. Second, you cannot calculate an IRR for an investment that has multiple sign changes. That is, you cannot calculate an IRR for an investment that would require, for example, an initial outlay of $2,500, followed by a positive cash flow of $1,000, and then followed by an additional outlay or negative cash flow of $1,000 after the positive. The outlays, the negative cash flows must come first, the positive cash flows later. Or 
technically you could have positive cash flows and then later have have outlays at the end, but you can't have multiple sign changes. You can't shift back and forth. Otherwise, the calculation won't work. So with those discussion disclosures, uh, let's dive into an example. So again, the IRR is the discount rate, which when applied would result in a zero net present value of, ca of future cash flows. Sticking with our above example for the sake of ease, let's try to figure out what the IRR would be. So if you're confronted with an investment that would require a single upfront $2,500 negative outlay or investment, followed by three years of positive cash flows of $1,000 each, what would the IRR be? So we can already know that it's not 6%. Our example above tells us that the net present value of the investment with a 6% discount rate is approximately $173. So through trial and error, we could find the discount rate at which the NPV would equal zero. If we substituted 6% for, let's say, a rate of a discount rate of 7% or 8% or 9%, you know, we would have a net present value respectively for each of those examples at 7% of $116, at 8% of $71, at 9% of $29. Now, if we substitute the 6% discount rate for a 10% discount rate, the net present value is now negative $12. So through trial and error, we know now that the IRR of this investment is somewhere between 9% and 10%. To receive an accurate measure, we would need to use a calculator, a financial calculator with an IRR function or a spreadsheet app. Now, unless we want to uh, be here all day testing different different discount rates 9.1% 9.2% going all the way through you know we should probably just use a calculator so i'm going to use excel cuz i'm on my computer it's really quite simple and using excel we can determine that the discount rate at which the net present value of the investment would equal 0 is approximately 9.7% now if you'd like to find out how to calculate the IRR in excel i've posted a screenshot of how to do so um, with the formula to use on tonight's show page at macrovnews.com. <clears throat> now, there's some in other inherent issues with the IRR calculation. One of them is that IRR assumes that the cash flows are reinvested at the same rate and does not take into account the rate of interest on borrowed funds, if any, or what would be called the finance rate. So there's an adjustment that can be made. It's known as the modified internal rate of return or the MIRR. Assuming the funds used for the investment are not borrowed and assuming that the cash flows are used for consumption, not reinvestment, we can find that the MIRR of the same investment with a 0% finance rate and a 0% reinvestment rate is actually closer to our initial discount rate of 6%. To be precise, in this example, the modified IRR with a 0% finance rate and a 0% reinvestment rate, the modified IRR is 6.27%. That's a significant difference from the 10% IRR when assuming that all cash flows are reinvested at the same rate of return. In fact, it's 37.3% lower than the 10% IRR. So, if you're simply using these cash flows from the investment for consumption and you're not reinvesting them at the same 10% assumed rate, then 
you're only receiving a 6.27% IRR or a, a IRR that's significantly lower than the the uh, 10% that comes out of the pure IRR calculation when you adjust and you use a modified calculation. That can dramatically change the value of an investment and make what first appears to be a really strong investment on second take to be an average or even a weak opportunity depending on the risk. So I hope everybody kind of gets the understanding of what the IRR is, what the inherent risks are. It is a valuable calculation. Probably want to use the MIRR, um, especially if you're, you're looking at making an investment for an entrepreneurial project. So that, that's going to be it, that's going to be it for tonight, everybody. So tomorrow night we're going to discuss the cap rate, which on real estate we're going to discuss the compounded growth rate, which is typically the uh, typically the the calculation that you would use to value a uh, or not necessarily to value but to analyze a potential equity investment. And we're also going to discuss some popular valuation ratios for equity investments, and then the next. Uh, episode on on episode 39 we're going to discuss uh probability of loss loss given default um and some of the concepts related to debt markets if you're not listening to tonight's episode from the show page you really should go check it out you'll find the formulas that i discussed there tonight and you'll also find more resources that i'll link to on how to value investments and while you're there you'll be able to sign up for our email list so that you get new episodes delivered to your inbox upon release. You'll also find links to our social media pages, Facebook and Twitter. So don't forget to go and follow us on Facebook and Twitter as well and make sure that you never miss an episode. Most importantly though, most importantly, do not forget to share us with your friends and your family, with your social media networks and wherever else you feel it's appropriate so that you can help me to spread the logic of liberty. Tune in tomorrow for another great episode. Take care, folks. You have been listening to The Macro View. Tune in tomorrow night and every weeknight at 9.30 p.m. Pacific Time to help spread the logic of liberty. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.